a bit of a talking point now, a little bit of a debate, a battle, you could say, because we are talking about sceptics and believers today. Now, I know that we've got a lot of people who are on either side of the fence when it comes to this, but a couple of people actually sat on the fence. Now, as you know, on the weekend, we have our psychic uh, surgery, as it were, where people can ring in, and who knows, it's possible that they may be communicating with the other side and giving an insight in what the future might actually hold for them if they do call in. But then again, there will be those people who think that it's just absolute bunkum, that there's nothing that could possibly be uh, further from the truth. Now, I'm joined in the studio. I've got a couple of guys who uh, I'm, I'm pretty certain would disagree with this. We've got Mike Marshall, or Marsh, as he likes to be called, and Michael from the Merseyside Skeptics Society. Have I got that correct? Oh, yes. Right. That's the one. Okay, um, well, we're going to set the debate up here. And remember, if you want to make your comments known on this one, 0151 708 1059. You need to send us a text, then start your message with the word talk, leave a space and send it to 61025. Or you can email me, roy at citytalk.fm. Right, gentlemen, tell us, first of all, uh, I don't know who wants to kind of give me this information, Merseyside Skeptics Society, what's it all about and why did you set it up? Uh, well, uh, I, I, I initially set up Merseyside Skeptics Society. Marsh came in on, on board very quickly um, after that, and the two of us got together and sort of uh, uh, said we're going to put this thing together. I mean, I, I set it up personally because it was to stop me from going insane. Um, <laughs> because the, the, there was so much nonsense that I would see spouted either, you know, on the news or by uh, things like the MMR scare. Mm -hmm. The science says there's no link between MMR and autism, but the newspapers say there is. Right. Um, and so I would sit there and read newspapers and read, um, uh, uh, websites, and it would drive me insane going, no, do you, have, have you not actually read the signs here? Do, do you right. not understand what's going on? So we're talking quite a wide range of things. We're not necessarily talking about psychics here. We're talking about perhaps maybe what the media are telling people as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's a case of uh, applying critical thinking right across the board. It's not just um, looking at psychics right. or uh, people who uh, can do tarot cards or can find water in the ground with a spinny yep. stick, yep. which is dowsing. Yep. It's absolutely right across the board and saying, well, if we're going to look at things and really assess things based on evidence and based on reason and logic, right. then why say we only apply that to certain areas? Why not just say that's right across the board? We'll look right. at our entire lives. Okay. That. Is there any particular area that really, really does kind of <laughs> get you goat on? this one where you feel as though, hang on a sec, come on, listen, the evidence points to the fact that what you're saying is absolute nonsense. Well, the, the, the things that wind me up are things where people get hurt. Yeah. So, uh, psychics is a classic example of that. When uh, uh, someone claims to be able to, to, to speak to the dead, mm -hmm. um, that's interfering with the grieving process. They're taking money off somebody on the pretense that, I can speak to your dead son. Right. Well, I think that's obscene. That's that's financially benefiting mm. from the death, the, the tragic yeah. death, presumably of this of this person's child. I, I think there's a couple of categories that I mean, obviously, because we we have a show that covers this, and uh, we always identify with the fact that it cannot be scientifically supported, mm. such as the law determines that we have to do that anyway. Um, I, I would say that if you and listen, let, let's make no bones about it. Yes, there are people out there who are. Complete scumbags that would take advantage of somebody's grief for, for, you know, for financial gain and stuff like that. There are some people who would provide that information for nothing, and it could
could be regarded as being helpful to the process? Well, I think it's a case of um, what makes them, what gives them the right to say that it's helpful. I mean, uh, well, if, if, well if, the, if, the, if the person who's grieving says, I feel an awful lot better for that, now I was struggling to get over things and now I feel better, then surely that's, uh, even if it's a placebo, it doesn't matter. It, it's, it's mission accomplished, well, isn't it? in a way it does matter because the person who's lost someone has very specific memories of that person, you know, and you get cases where they'll say, oh, how's my granddad now he's in heaven? Oh, he's really at peace. Oh, really? Because he was a really argumentative person in, in real life, but now you're telling me he's in heaven, he's a completely different person. Mm. And forever their memory of their lost loved one is going to be completely tainted by someone right. telling them something that yeah. they, they have no proven way of knowing. No, it's, it's a fair comment. I mean, I must confess that, um, you know, a, a lot of the stuff that I've done, I've done, because we're a commercial radio station, there's mm. a lot of entertainment about it, and there are psychics that I have met who I, I, I know, as far as I'm concerned, are quite literally lying through their back teeth. And, and I, I'd say that the majority of them are like that. Mm. But I have met some psychics, and I, I can say, you know when people turn around and say, well, this particular psychic was accurate, and people will say, well, how accurate were they? And they weren't really that accurate. Mm. They were generalization. But I've, I've had a couple of um, uh, incidents where, where I was with a psychic who was not somebody that was going out there for huge gain. And th th this is exactly what happened. Yeah. I will tell you exactly what happened. Um, she rang me up one day over something else, and I was stressed out because I had lost my car keys. I couldn't find them. Right? And I said, well, go on, if you're such a great psychic, tell me where my car keys are. And she went, oh, um, oh, they're in the attic. So well, they can't be in the attic because they couldn't possibly be in the attic. So there's a black chest of drawers in your attic and they're on the floor. Near the, and that's exactly where they were. Now, our attic is not one of these where you, you go up into it because mm. it's, it's an attic. It's an attic. There's, you know, there's fiberglass all over the place and stuff like that. Now, that, to me, I thought was fairly, you know, well, decent. It's impressive. And if you were able, if you were able to call her tomorrow and say, where are my keys now? And she was right. Then, yeah. And call her the next sure. day, where are they? And she's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, coincidences. As strange it sounds and as lame as it sounds, they do happen all the time. Yeah, sure, yeah, no, and that's a good point. If your keys were down the back of the couch, you know, and she said they're in the attic, you wouldn't be telling a story now. No, so the no, stories that's that true. impress yeah. and yeah. the ones that get passed yeah. on and the ones that don't just get forgotten mm. and glossed over. Okay, what, what about other areas on this? I mean, obviously the big one that we've got to look at would be religion. Mm. What does religion do? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Mike's look kind of oof. Can refer to Mike on such yeah. things? So religion, your, your take on religion. Uh, well, it, de it depends very much on what they're claiming and, and, and whether they have any evidence to back that up. Yeah. Um, uh, I would probably describe myself as, as, as an atheist with respect to most definitions of God, but it depends on what people define their God as. Mm. Uh, I mean, if I, I was to meet some um, some Native American tribesman who says, this tree is my God, well, obviously I believe that God exists. I can see that God. I can go up, I can, yeah. I can rap on the wood and say, you know, that's say, If you're saying that that God has magic powers and grants wishes, well, maybe I'm not going to be convinced. I want to see some evidence to back that up. Mm. Um, in terms of, of Christianity, obviously being the, the, the dominant religion in the UK, um, even if, if only in name, I suspect that, that most people actually don't believe they just put Christian on the census form because it's, it's, it's what they're expected to do. Yeah. Um, it's a, you know, Christians make claims and we want to see evidence for those claims. You say yeah. that, that, you know, that prayer works, well, show mm. me that prayer works because when you do the scientific tests to see mm. if intercessory prayer works, where mm. you, you know, you get a group of patients um, you split that group of patients in two, and half of them are prayed for, and half of them aren't. Yeah. There's either no statistical difference in in the mm. the recovery rates, or yeah. Um, in 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 one study. 
there was actually the, the group that was prayed for did worse <laughs> than the group who was not being prayed for. Mm. Um, right. which the, the experimenters at the time put down to a form of performance anxiety, where the, right. these people thought, if I don't get better, I make God look bad. And that right. stressed them out, and so they actually got worse. <laughs> they had in increased rate of complications. Some of it, it, it is. But it, it, it does really wind you up. But, but everything about what you're saying here is the power of logical thought. You were mm -hmm. saying there has to be a logical answer to this one. So, I would imagine that your view right across the board is that there are no external influences that govern our behaviour on the planet. Would you go down that route? Well, I mean, it depends what you, you consider as an external influence. And that there's something extraterrestrial. We'd say, well, certainly my, my opinion is, I'm not ruling it out. You know, there is yeah. a possibility that there are aliens out there somewhere, mm -hmm. but there is no evidence at the moment to say so. Yeah. There's nothing to suggest that it's, it's true, so mm. why presume it is true? We, we work better if we presume it's not true, and then mm -hmm. if evidence comes along, we review it as we go along. That's that's the scientific method. That's how science works, is right. you presume okay. something does work until it's proven it can. Okay, jolly good. Right, well, at least you know where we stand now. We're going to be talking further with Mike Marshall and Mike Hall from the Merseyside Skeptics Society. Now, these guys are saying there's no evidence to support it. Perhaps maybe you have categoric evidence. You've got concrete stuff that you would like to tell us about on the show this morning. 0151 708 1059 is the telephone number that you need to be given as a call on. Or you can send us a text message, start your message with the word talk, leave us space, and send it to 61025, or you can email me, royalcity.fm. The question we put to you, uh, the number of questions here, do you believe in God? Do you believe in the afterlife? Do you believe that perhaps maybe aliens exist? Do you believe that instead of going down to your chemist and getting some pharmaceutical cure for your problem, that there could be some little plant somewhere out there, or there be, could, could be some mental way of dealing with an illness? Either way, we want to hear with you, hear from you on those methods of communication today. So do please get in touch with the show. Roy Bagnett on City Talk 105.9. So forget, if you want to get yourself involved in the city surgery a little bit later on, if you've got a question you would like to put to our legal expert, Ian Carruthers from Armstrong Solicitors, you'll be given that opportunity to do so at midday today, the city surgery on City Talk 105.9. But right now we are talking about um, sceptic, being sceptical. I mean, we are inherently very sceptical people, it's certainly in this part of the world and what have you, yet a lot of people believe in the unproven. Are you that kind of person? Could you possibly state why that is the case? What has made you believe and what would you say to the guys in the studio who have got with me at the moment, Mike Marshall and Mike Hall from Merseyside Skeptics, who are pretty much of the opinion that unless you can back it up with evidence, then there's not a lot to your argument. So, let's speak with our, our Friday, uh, I was going to say sceptic, psychic. They're very similar words, aren't they, really? <laughs> uh, uh, our Friday psychics are Katie Keeley. Hello, Katie. Good morning, Roy. Good morning, Mike and Michael. Hello, Hello. Katie. Right, Katie, first of all, um, you are, how, how would you describe yourself? Obviously, you're a psychic. Uh, any any yeah, other I'm, aspects? Well, I'm a bit of a, a, a sceptic psychic myself. Un unless I know it to be true, um, then I'm always analytical and logical first. Right. Okay, then. Tell us what happens. Are, are we talking that when you are doing your thing, you're predicting potentially somebody's future, or you're yeah. speaking to somebody from beyond the grave or something like that? Um, are you physically seeing these people? I can physically see the people. I, can, I, I sense, I hear, I see. It's, it's pretty much everything, really. Right, OK. Well, let, let's bring the guys in. Would you like to put a question to Katie with regards to this particular subject? We'll start with, with Mike here. Yeah, absolutely, Katie. Um, I think, I suppose, my first question would be, how do you know for certain that you have these powers? 
because obviously there are people who would believe that they can see people who we know can't see people, you know, people who perhaps have some sort of delusion. Now, right. Well, as Roy will, as Roy will tell you, I'm a normal mum of three. I'm yeah. not, I'm not wacko or anything like that. I've always had the ability, so I've always assumed everybody, which I still believe everybody has these abilities. Um, all I can say is that I, I know I'm telling the truth, and I have a really, I have a really big thing beef with if anybody says that I'm lying because I know I'm telling the truth. I'm not. I'm very down to earth, very practical. I'm very mm. analytical and logical. Um, I do numerology and color therapy, which are science based. Um, I take um, issue with that. Actually, so uh, numerology okay. is science based because it, it's really not. It's completely invented. There's no science backing numerology up at all. Right. What, okay, what, what, what do you what do you say to that, Kate? I mean, well, 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 it, it, yeah, go on. It goes back. To, I mean, if you look at any Egyptian, it goes back to Pythagoras' theory. Numbers are used in everything. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean numerology works. Well, numerology is based on numbers. Right. Well, I mean, astrology is based on the stars, but that doesn't mean you can predict the future by looking at the stars. Right. I'm, not, I'm not talking about astrology, I'm talking about numerology. What, what, what's, in your understanding of it then, Katie, the basics of numerology, how does it work? The basics of numerology is your date of birth, and it's, uh, well, it depends which method you use, but I always use the Pythagoras' theory, which is taking everything down to one digit. Right. Okay. And what, what, is it, what does your date of birth determine then about yourself? What I see is it's your soul's um, path in life. It's almost, to me, it's a date stamp. To me, it's as, it's as accurate as a uh, fingerprint. Um, it will, it, this particular numerology will determine where you're going in your life as well. Yeah, it can do. I mean, and I do know of a person, even down to names, because, uh, you know, every letter is, is a number. Right. And I do know somebody who doesn't know anything about all this has changed his name from Norman, uh, which, when you do it in numerology, is someone who's very happy, fun, easygoing, to um, Nick, which is a number one, which is the leader. And he's done that. Uh, and he's not in he's not in the business or anything. He's just mm. Joe blogs off the street right. um, because he felt that people weren't taking him seriously in life. Right. Okay. Let's let's bring Mike in then. Obviously, because when you you said going back to your statement though, you take issue with it. You don't think it's science based in that. Um, w w what's the argument against numerology being a, a potential tool for determining where your future's going? It's made up. Is, yeah. is, is ultimately what it comes down to. So somebody has sat down, maybe a few people have sat down over a long period of time mm. and, and invented these rules like, number one means you're a leader. Well, who says? Where's the science that backs up number one is a leader? What, why, why is your date of birth relevant? Why not the date of your conception? Well, it's because several hundred years ago we didn't have an accurate way of telling a date of conception, so birth was the line. Right. Um, it, it, it just doesn't make any scientific sense. And I suppose the other thing that you've got to consider when you look at um, date of birth is um, obviously we have twins. Now, twins don't live exactly the same lives, lives despite having the same date of birth. So when we look at the science behind um, people born on the same day or people born at exactly the same moment in the same hospital, mm. you know, rooms apart, they have very different lives. Now, numerology would suggest that because they were born at the same moment, they have the same life. Mm. But it doesn't but stand they up. Would, not generally the same life, but they would have the same essence. So they would have the same sort of fingerprint. What, what's an essence? Well, it's, it's how they, um, uh, essence is, is how they portray their lives. It's how they use their lives. It's their path in life. Can you be a little bit more so specific my, about my that? My path in life right. is a human. So, so you're saying that, you, that they potentially could have similar character traits, but they are fundamentally different people? Yes. 
Yeah. Right. Okay, so, Casey, so, Casey, let me ask you about uh, astrology then. Are, are you into astrology as well? I do astrology. I, I'm, I'm, I, I would say I dabble in astrology. I, I can't do charts, that's the only thing I, but I do like, okay. well, I, I like to learn, you know, I like to learn everything. Right. Let me ask you guys, astrology. Astrology is an amazing one because, um, I, I mean, uh, uh, until recently, Pluto was a planet. Right. Um, there was a time, however, before we discovered Pluto, when there were eight planets uh, in, in the solar system, and uh, astrology had eight planets in, and astronomy uh, said said that there were eight planets, and the charts all worked, and and you know astrologers were making accurate predictions on the basis of there being eight planets. Astronomy, on the other hand, was saying, well, when we look out in the sky, Neptune should be here, but it's actually over here. Um, there's there's a discrepancy in this. What 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 is it? What's what's going on? Maybe there's another planet out there who's gravitational influence is, is meaning that our, our maths is, is incorrect. And they worked it out and they looked at the right place and, uh, uh, and there was Pluto. Hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden the astrologers all had to incorporate Pluto in um, to their right. uh, uh, to, to their charts hmm. uh, and started making basic, their, their predictions yeah. didn't change. Suddenly there was this extra planet in there. They worked before and they worked afterwards. Well, uh, right. but somehow Pluto... See, here's the interesting thing. Let, let me come back to the point that you made before when we were talking about numerology and you said it was made up. Right. Who's to say that there are certain things which you would regard as being factual, which are scientific, that have been made up, but you haven't got the information to disprove it? The scientific method. Um, anything that doesn't stand up to logic and to testing okay. gets dispensed with in science. And when you have an assertion made scientifically, you mm. don't have then everyone in the science community going, oh yeah, well done, we'll support that. You have everyone out there trying to find holes in it. Right. Because that's how science goes mm. forward. You say something, you have thousands and millions of people trying to bring you down. Right. If, it, if they don't find a hole in what you're doing, then it's right. So the, the, the interesting thing on this one then, you can jump in on this where you want, Katie, we've got a caller yeah. coming up from Joe and Wirral, is that, um, you know, if let, let's looking at these things logically and we say, right, some people believe that you go on to life after death. I mean, I, I have a little bit of difficulty comprehending the old flying around on feathers and stuff on the wings. I have a little <laughs> yeah, bit of difficulty too. with that. But, you know, if, if you look at it from a science point of view and people say, I've seen this, this happens, and I believe that this is what's going to happen on the other side, and you would say, you haven't got the evidence to back it up. Now, it's the same thing. I've got a computer in front of me at the moment, and somebody has sent me a PowerPoint, mm -hmm. right? Now, on my laptop, I don't have PowerPoints. So the program has come through, and my computer said, I haven't got a clue what that is. It's there. It's something that exists, but we can't interpret it. Is that not the case that perhaps maybe some psychics have that ability and that the rest of us don't? If that was the case, um, then there is uh, a magician, James Randi, in America, who has yeah, a million dollar challenge. I've had him on the Fantastic show. guy. Yeah. If anyone thinks they have a, a paranormal claim, a psychic claim, and thinks that they can genuinely do this, hmm. he'll just test them. You know, he's, he's got a yeah. million dollars yeah. there. If can, I, you... can I just say something there, Roy? Yeah, sure, yeah. I have a friend that I've known for about ten years, and he's extremely, well, was extremely high up in the police force. Played rugby every day, six foot five. You wouldn't mess with this guy. And he used to take the mickey out of me for years and years and years. And then one day somebody said, oh, so-and-so's got something to tell you. And I said, what have you got to tell me? And he said, I saw a ghost last night. And I said, oh, you did, did you? And what do you think now? And he, he looked at me completely serious and he said, I know what I saw, so I have to believe so what I'm saying is people don't believe until they're given uh, in front of them personally evidence. Okay. Thanks for that, Katie. That's uh, Katie uh, Keeley, who will be on the show on Friday. If you want to speak with Katie, you'll be given the opportunity to do in the city surgery. So this is the thing. I mean, what, what you could arguably say is that of the millions of people who claim to have seen ghosts, for example, um, surely not everybody's wrong.
Well, it's not a case the necessarily. Law, the law of probability would suggest that it wouldn't be the case, wouldn't it? Well, the law of probability would say that um, these experiences um, could be one-offs. You know, they could have misseen something. You know, you see ghosts on photographs, and they end up being mm. artifacts of the camera. Yeah. Yeah. People can be fooled. People can hallucinate. Mm. So you can't take a single individual instance as mm. proof. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting with spirit photography. You look a hundred years ago when photography was just sort of going off. Spirit photographs were transparent people mm. because that's what you get. That's the mm. artifact of film-based photography: yes. a double exposure yes. photographs of transparent people. Today, when it's all digital photography, ghosts are orbs. They're blobs on the screen because that's mm. the artifact you get from digital photography. You never see transparent people unless they're explicit fakes. Mm. Mm. Um, we, we, you see what people refer to as orbs, which are out of focus highlights of light, which uh, re yeah. reflect I, I, I don't particles in the uh, yeah, orbs are a nonsense thing, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, got to say. Uh, right, okay. Uh, just before we uh, got some music coming up from Phil Collins, but we need to get a, the view of somebody who's listening in today. It's uh, Joe, who's on a word. Hello, Joe. Oh hi, Joe. Tell us your story, please, if you would. Okay, yeah. My, I lost my wife about seven years ago, and I was walking down the road about half a mile from where I live, and I met a guy, and he said, I believe you've lost your, you've lost your wife, and I said, yeah. He said, I'm very sorry, but I'll tell you something that happened to me. He said, I, I, he said, I lost my wife also, and somebody gave me this lady's telephone number, who called her a psychic, I don't know what they're supposed to be called, really. And he said, she knew more about me than, than I knew myself, almost. She even said that he, uh, about your wife said about taking her clothes out of the wardrobe and things. But anyhow, he said, uh, I'll give you a phone number. If you're interested, you can give her a ring yourself and sort it out. So I had this phone number for a while. And I decided to ring this lady up who lives in Wallasey. And I went down there. She said, now, when you, as I walked in, she said, don't tell me your name. I don't know anything about you. And she said, you know, when you walked in, I could see a little dog walking behind you. Strange that because I had a rusty at the time. I've still got one now. And uh, when we sat down, she said, I can see There's a dark haired lady. My wife, who I lost, was dark haired. And she said, she's, um, She wants you to carry on and and keep keep uh, keep with the music. Now, I, I was playing the trumpet in the band at the time. All right. And she said, I can see guitars. Well, I was repairing guitars sort of as a hobby as well. Mm. Uh, then she went on to say, I can see three boys and, 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 a, and a, a lady. I've got three sons and a daughter. And it went on and on like that. But then the, the, the main thing was she said, a, a, a lady who's very close to you will be going into hospital. Something to do with her back. But she'll only be in hospital for four days. Uh, anyhow, that was that, you know. And at the end I said, how much do you He says, oh, don't charge for anything, you know. Mm. I saw my daughter a couple of days later, and she said, I'm going into a hospital to Clatterbridge to have a, uh, a cyst or something taken off my back. Right. So you didn't even know that information I didn't know at the time. No. Right. Let me bring in the guys there. I mean, just the... tell you. Um, Sorry. Yeah, she was in for four days. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's been been on my mind for ages, that, you know. Right. Mm. How, how she could have known so well, much about me. A lot of information there. Let's bring in the guys. Let's go with you, Marsh, first. What, what would you say to the information that's just been given to you from a woman who was not doing this for financial gain? Well, I mean, first of all, I've got to say, um, you know, tremendous sympathy for you, um, losing your wife. You know, it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. Um, as for the, the psychic herself, I mean, that she wasn't doing it for financial gain is, is commendable, but... Yeah. All of the claims that she, all the, all the things she's told you, um, they're not 
as specific or as, um... Well, she said your daughter's going as a hospital well, she didn't say your daughter. for four days. I believe she didn't say your daughter or your bad back. Right. I think she said a woman close to you is going to go into hospital. Right, now, is that what she said? Was it Joe? Yeah. Oh. So what happens then is, if it's not your daughter, then it's your next-door neighbour, or it's the, the, the woman who lives on the street, right. or the guy you work with's wife. Mm. Everyone somewhere in their, in their near future will have well, someone what, going into hospital. What about the fixing guitars? Well, did, what, did she say anything about fixing guitars, or uh, did she yeah, specifically yeah. say keep up with the music? She said, I see, yeah, I see, yeah, keep up the music I was... See, I can see, see guitars, well, I, I, I was repairing guitars at part-time, at the time from the Salty. But equally, you could have been playing a guitar, or you could know someone who plays a guitar, you could have been mm -hmm. going to see someone play a guitar. And not, not only that, I mean, this comes after the question about, you know, um, I keep up with the music, which you've yeah. always already answered, you know, there is music involved, so she's, she's in the right area. If you're already playing a trumpet in a band, mm. then the chance that you're going to be related in some way to guitars. I mean, it's it's called cold reading. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe, we've got we've got to conclude on that, mate. Um, did, yeah, okay. did it take did it change your view on, on the world, as it were, when you had that? Yeah, it made me think more about what, what happens afterwards. You know, because uh, there seems to be too many coincidences in what you told me to dismiss it all. You know. Right. All right, Joe. Thanks for watching, David. That's Joe on a world. Uh, we're going to be talking more on this. Got a load of text messages that are coming through, so I'm going to be reading those. I'm joining the studio, Mike Marshall. My call from the Merseyside Skeptic societies. Do you believe in God? Ghosts, psychics, alternative therapies? Whatever you think might think that there's a reason to be sceptical or not sceptical about, sceptical about, then get yourself on the phone and let us know. Rory Bassett on City Talk 105.9. Right then, good to be speaking with Steve Goddard from com. Very soon, let's just go through some of these texts. Uh, Marion says uh, you should be, um, I think this is probably when uh, Katie was on there, you uh, sh shut him up by giving him a reading, meaning that if, uh, <laughs> if uh, Katie would have done that, might have helped. Uh, Hobie had a reading off and last Friday. She was spot on and was one of the clairvoyants we had on the show. Uh, said about a new car, one travels miles. Uh, he is a trucker and said about my dad being around. He passed four years ago. I know you could read quite a bit into that one there. <laughs> uh, had a really good show this afternoon. I respect what the psychics have to say and I guess I like, sorry, skeptics have to say. And uh, I, I, I say, and I guess I lie somewhere between their viewpoints and that of a believer. However, when it comes to religion, I don't understand how anybody can ask for evidence. Believers can't provide this. That's why it's called faith. I'm sure it's a wonderful thing to have, and people shouldn't be asked to evidence their faith. Alman and Crosby, got one that you should pick up on that case. Uh, faith's a good point, though, isn't it, really? Surely that if it is about faith, that if you, if you, God pulls the, pulls the clouds back and says, hello, God's here, you're going to start believing for the wrong reasons, are you? Well, what's the right reason to believe? I don't, I don't understand why faith is touted as a virtue. Believing things with no evidence, that's a virtue? How, how does that work? That's a good point. Well, let's see what Steve Goddard from Ship of Fools has to say about this. Hello, Steve. Yes, hello to you. Steve, um, yeah, for blind faith, you know, people, you can't ask for evidence if it's all about faith, can you? Well, I mean, you're discounting 66 books in just in one faith alone that have been written partially from a historical angle. So there are, um, and St. Paul himself said, almost sums it up, that you have to give a reason for the hope that is within you. It's not enough to just say, I've had an encounter like St. Paul did on, on the Damascus Road, and mm -hmm. therefore that means God exists and I will now obey in some kind of automatic way. Yeah. Uh, you have to also look at the story of Thomas, who doubted Jesus when uh, he was resurrected. And he said, unless I can put my, my hands into the, 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 uh, the prints of the nails in Jesus' hands, I won't believe. And Jesus says to him, well, blessed are you, but even more blessed are those who believe but have not seen or not had the opportunity to do this. 
So there's a kind of element of faith, of course there is. There's a leap of faith in any belief. In, in, in fact, to a degree in science there is. You have a leap of faith that says, I think there is a theory here and I test it. Of course there is. But there is hard historical evidence and there's a rigorous kind of analysis of that evidence that's gone on for 2,000 years. So to call it completely blind, I think, is, is erroneous. Right. What would you say to that one, Marshall? Oh, sorry, we've got my mic. Uh, sorry, Mike, come on. Uh, yeah, well, with, with regard to the story of Thomas, Thomas was given evidence and he, he believed on that basis. I think that's fair play. Um, that's assuming that the events described in the Bible are actually accurate because there's very little extra-biblical evidence that anything described in the Bible ever happened. There's no evidence of a flood. Um, there's no... <laughs> Goodness me, there's evidence all the way around from so many different... Um, uh, situations about a flood, whether a it's universal or not, is another issue. But mm. that's one of the, mo the biggest, most historically proved facts of life. I'm sorry, it's not. There, there is no. There was no um, geological evidence of a global flood. No, I didn't say that. I said of a flood. So whether the Bible is accurate about it being universal or it's not the issue. What I'm talking. Well, no, it very much is the issue. The if this is the word of God. Then he, he oh, should the be Bible, Bible, The Bible isn't the word of God, though, is it? Oh, it depends on the believer that you talk to. Mm, the, the Bible And, and if you're yeah. saying that some of the Bible is correct and some of the Bible um, it, it is interpolation or mistakes that have been put through mm. by, by mistranslations by men, well, how can you tell one from the other? What's the criteria? And that's our duty. That's absolutely our duty as human beings. And God has, has given us that, that uh, responsibility, in a sense. And I think that's fantastic. But, I mean, very interesting. The people who've been in, uh, who've been called in earlier today... Uh, I'm listening to the last 20 minutes, half an hour. All of them have had an experience of some kind which is incredibly significant to them, but which they cannot in any way kind of prove or disprove. It's something that is a, an existential moment. And what's sad to me is that, that in a way, <laughs> the, the attitude is because it cannot be verified, therefore it is invalid, is the attitude. Well, uh, um, most of life works on the basis that we don't really know. When we love somebody, when we trust somebody, when we, when we encounter somebody in that kind of relationship, we must trust. We have an element of faith in everything that we do. And, and so I, I think to sort of discount anything on that basis is wrong. Well, I think you're conflating uh, 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 trust and faith there as, as, as two separate issues. You, you, you can have faith in somebody in the sense that you trust them, but faith uh, by, uh, as defined as believing something without any evidence, well, um, that's, that's something very different. Is that the Bible actually is there, is written to a great degree, whether you believe it or not. So much of it has an historical sort of rigour to it. Pete, there are constant um, references, to, references to historical events, things that can be chased, verified. I'm not saying it's foolproof. It's written by 60, well, 66 books written by dozens of different people. Well, well, of course there are problems, but to say there is no evidence is surely an unscientific approach. Whether there is reference to uh, genuine historical events or not is irrelevant. It's the mm. supernatural events that mm. we're asking it's, for the it, evidence it, it, of. It is, a, it is a fair comment that Steve makes there to say that there is absolutely no evidence is 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 that the that the point that you were making there, Steve? Yes, uh, to, to say that. I mean, is, in view of the amount of stories to take on board, yeah, from a rigorous point of view, and that is not scientific. I mean, <clears throat> to take an analogy, New York is a real place. Mm. New York features in the Spider-Man comic. That doesn't mean Spider-Man is real. Mm. It just means that the Spider-Man comic <laughs> references real places and real events, just yeah. as the Bible references real places and real events. There's Pilate was a real person, there, there, there Caesar is, Augustus right. was a real let, person. Let, let's go back to what Steve, 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 Steve. Super, 
a kind of Spider-Man. It's just, it's just derogatory. It's an analogy. Right, it's, a, it's an analogy. I understand where he's going with that. But one thing I would say, and this is a human thing that you have to look, and Steve picked up on this been before, and I'll take his sides on this. As humans, we look to put things into categories. And if we don't find a category to put it in, we'll shoehorn one in. And that works on both sides. It also works on the scientific side as well. And if you look at the way humans are, we ain't, if you buy into evolution and stuff like that, if you look at we were bulkier human beings with stronger arms, well, technology has made things easier to lift. So the arms aren't as big as they used to be. We're not as strong as we used to be. We're not as hairy because we don't need to because we wear clothes. Surely that could provide some evidence to the mind as well. Perhaps maybe years ago, we did depend on being connected, if you like, to some spiritual internet. And because of the communication methods that we've got now, we don't need that anymore. And that's perhaps maybe where our missing link comes in between these two subjects. Well, by the communications that we've got available now, I mean, which ones in particular are you talking about? Are we talking about the internet, which is... We talk about anything. Know, mobile communications, going back to, like, you know, people sending up smoke signals and So we're probably like going back about, what, a thousand years? To the beginning of time. Well, a thousand like. years, really. I mean, yeah. or maybe, maybe it's not two thousand years or five thousand years. If you go back to whatever communications away from just being, uh, if you like, verbal and came into something, smoke signals or something like that. Well, I think that's, that's the uh, misconception very often about evolution is that it happens over a small period of time like this. It, we won't have evolved a great deal from, what, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 years. It happens over millions and millions of years. It's such a slow, slow pace that it's almost inconceivable to the human mind unless you have the evidence in front of you. Steve, Steve uh, unfortunately we're going to run out of time on this one, but it'd be great if you could come in and we could revisit this debate again sometime, get you in the studio, Steve. That's a pleasure. That'd be great. As uh, Steve Goddard from shipperfools.com, in conclusion on this, we're going to read out some more of the text messages. It's an hour that's gone very quick, I might add, gentlemen. Um, all right, Roy, it's uh, Jay from Prenton, enjoying the show, mates, but I'm not think- I'm not into- I'm not into thinking there's aliens out there. There's a god somewhere, I think. Uh, that's um, coming in from that one there. I left school in 1961 to start working Littlewoods Pools. I had two daughters. I put first in nursery at six weeks old. And the, I don't know what that's from. I'm not quite sure what that one's about there. I do apologise. Um, and um, it doesn't look, we're probably not going to get Jean, Jean, ba Jean Baptiste on. Uh, I think we might have we tried to give him a call. But he says, do you people not have anything better to do with your time? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting question, but I suppose, I mean, why would we not have something better to do? If you look at things like homeopathy and you look at alternative therapies that are actually harming people, if you look at the MMR hawks, mm -hmm. what's actually happening is there are people who aren't immunising their children because of this, this hoax, this, this false science that's been appearing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in Wales, we currently have the, the biggest um, outbreak of measles in, in years, in thousands, in, sorry, not thousands years, since the MMR vaccine was introduced. So, mm. what better is there to do with the time than to try and stop people yep. being fooled and stop people harming their children That's by following point. false science? And on the text, I forgot to say, some surgeons also pray and their ops, they do a fantastic job, some surgeons pray. Is it the prayer that's saving the person, or is it the surgery and the surgical training and the years of medical school? Same person. I think it's, yeah, it is the same person. I am logical. I have a critical mind. Uh, I, I, am, I have critical thinking. Mind is powerful. I also believe in spiritual realm. I believe in uh, intercessory prayer. I think God responds to our love for people we want to survive. I have seen this with brain hemorrhage person prayed for. Uh, could walk. I don't think everyone is open to it, though. Uh, so thank you very much indeed uh, for that one. Guys, as I say, we've run out of, uh, of time on this one. But what could it be? You know, if we talk about prayer and stuff like that, you, that was just mentioned there, what if everybody got it completely wrong and that the person you're praying to is the wrong person? <laughs> and that the person that you're trying to get in touch with, and the person you're trying to get in touch with is thinking, well, you ain't trying to communicate with me, so I'm not going to give you any evidence. 
then you're better off living a good life based on your own morality and hoping that if there was something there, then he'd appreciate it. Guys, just remind us again, please, of your websites, if you would. Yeah, it's, uh, www.merseysideskeptics.org.uk. That's Mike Marshall and Mike Hall speaking to us, and I think we're gonna do this subject again sometime. Thanks very much for coming in.